Agent Interview. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged to have back with me Matthew Walgren. Matthew, welcome. Hi, Megan. Matthew, thanks for being on the show again. Uh, for listeners that don't know, you were my first guest, so I'm excited to have you back and hear some updates on what's going on with you. But first, we're going to take a minute to talk technology or gadget, and actually we're going to talk about Jason's blog uh, because it, it kind of tracks some of your movements, too, because you guys travel together. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so he's basically um, been doing a blog of our sort of culinary adventures, yep. wherever we've been going. So we've got some stuff from our trip to Japan and some stuff um, when we went to Bulgaria mm-hmm. and some stuff uh, when we did our river cruise. And we just kind of, I think the next one he's going to do, because we go to Hawaii every year, He's going to take a look at some of our favorite foods that we always go back um, to try when we're going in, when we're back in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, he's got kind of a couple different sections. He's got delightful dishes and questionable edibles. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Good. I'll be sure to check that out, too. So we have a little bit of a surprise entry. Jason came into the room while Matt was recording. So Jason, will you tell us a little bit about your blog? Matthew was bragging on you and about how you have your different sections and about adventurous eating and pretty comfortable eating and, you know, the safe areas of, of to dining. Uh, will you tell us a little bit about your blog? Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, no pressure or nothing. No, no uh, pressure. Well, <laughs> may, uh, basically, I just absolutely love food. That's the biggest thing about me. And we always travel and go on adventures. But for me, it's always about eating. And Mm -hmm. I I love highlighting all the good stuff we find. And even all the bad stuff we find, there's just so much uh, to see (laughs) in the world. So, yeah. Will you tell us where to find your blog? Uh, Yeah, it's uh, jason.matt.travel. Okay, we will put a link to that in our show notes and some information about you, too, if you'd like to have it on there. And is there any particular entry that you'd like people to read or one that sticks out in your mind that is your favorite? Ooh, my ooh, favorite. Okay. Uh, I would have to say The Sparrow. Okay. Kushini Inari Sparrow. <laughs> Matt told us about that in the first episode, but for new listeners, we're not going to talk about it. You have to go read it or listen in episode one. It's really good. Also really gross, but you'll... <laughs> yes, very gross. That, that's why it's the highlight for me. Very memorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll know how brave Matt is after that one. <laughs> well, Jason, thanks for taking uh, a spur of the moment interview. I appreciate it. And we'll put links to your blog up on the show notes. Thank you very much. It's All a pleasure. Right. Thanks. All right. Let's get Matt back on the line. All right. Well, it's an exciting day for you or an exciting two days for you because you are officially full-time working in the travel industry. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Tell us about the job you were transitioning out of and what you're going to be doing now full-time. Yeah. So it's a very different job than, um, than working in travel. Um, I worked as a business analyst. So I basically designed reports, pulled reports um, for different metrics that uh, leadership at the company would want. So mm-hmm. key performance indicators and would roll that up and present that to them. And so every week there might be, you know, we had our monthly things that were regular, but then every week might have something kind of crazy different. I'd have to kind of 
cobble some different things together. And it was also kind of combined with process improvement type stuff. So just doing um, analysis about different roles and how we can improve and make them more efficient. So you're going to be using kind of, well, not entirely, but it's going to be a different part of your brain that you're exercising, a little more creative, but still organizing. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'll, I'll probably, in my business, I'm sure I'm going to be like pulling more data metrics too, to look at like where the business is coming from, you know, what clients support most of the business, the top, the bottom, all these different things, which ones I need to grow more to kind of thinking about different metrics I can use and to make better decisions with my travel business. So it's, I think it'll, it'll kind of, it'll help in a way, <laughs> in a different way though. Uh, no, I think that's great. I think it's good to have that skill set for any business person. So maybe I'll be calling you in a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us what you're going to be doing in travel. Yeah. So I, uh, part of my, to keep me, uh, you know, part of the reason why I left my other company is now I'm going to be helping, um, get more people on board in the travel industry and mm -hmm. talking and working with people that are interested and passionate about travel, uh, who would maybe be interested in turning that passion, you know, into profit and making it either, you know, a full blown career, like I've turned it into, or even a side gig. And, um, just, just sort of offering up, you know, a suite of services that they can utilize and, you know, and learn how to get into travel like I did and many other people have. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. And, um, it's, it would be okay for people to contact you from, from the show to ask you about that. That's something that you're, you know, wanting to engage in, correct? Oh yeah. It's uh, map.travel, uh, is my website and I have a career section now. Mm -hmm. So anybody can go there, click on it, uh, get a little flavor of what it's like to become and how you get started in being a travel consultant mm -hmm. and they can even apply there and we can set up a call and talk more and, and figure out if this is something that would be great for them. All right. That sounds really good because I think people have a lot of questions and it's intimidating for them to just pick up the phone and ask and talk to somebody, but um, they can hear you talking now and know that you're someone who's approachable. So I appreciate you being willing to take those phone calls and those emails. So all right, Matt. Well, let's talk about, um, on your first episode, we already established that you specialize in river cruises. This time you have a group going on the Amazon and, uh, tell us what that's looking like as far as numbers. When is deposit due? And you also did a demonstration video with the provider. So tell us about all these things, how we can find out more information and, you know, how soon people need to get on board with this before they miss out and have to look for the 2019 version. So I, last time we spoke, um, I had just announced uh, my next river cruise. Mm -hmm. And so this time, my first one was a Europe one and very different um, than my next one. And this one, I wanted to get a group together because I thought it would be really fun. And it's, we're going to go to the Amazon river in Peru. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a really small river boat. fits 30 people, very casual, um, and just more adventurous. So we're going to be going off on little skiff boats deep into the Amazon jungle, looking for toucans and pink dolphins and sloths and whatever we can find and maybe even hike into some villages. And it's just, I think it's just going to be a really cool 
sort of adventure and a different kind of trip. I've never really done the adventure travel Mm -hmm. sort of thing, at least not worldwide. I mean, I'm, I like to camp and have camped since I was a kid and gone into the wilderness, but going to the Amazon jungle, this is going to be really different. And so I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I do have um, some information about the cruise on my website again, map.travel. Mm-hmm. And there, we put together a little uh, webinar and mm-hmm. then we actually saved it and recorded it. So if people want more information, I mean, they can obviously read all about it on the site, but they can also go through a short, I think it's about 20, 25 minutes um, presentation yep. that really talks more about this style of travel and what um, the supplier is all about. So it really gives you like a very comprehensive overview. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. And uh, we are, we do have some spots left, uh, but it is filling up fast. So uh, I expect probably by October mm-hmm. is when the shutoff date would be, the end of October. Um, there is a $250 deposit. So if you wanted to, you know, if anybody listening was interested in this, they can contact me. Uh, the 200, the great thing about the 250 deposit to reserve your spot is you get to save your spot, but say something comes up and you don't want to go or can't go anymore. It's okay. Cause it's a lifetime deposit. So you can always use that $250 towards another trip with the supplier, which I think is really cool. Yeah, you're not losing any money. And um, the supplier, I know who they are. They're reputable. I mean, you're you're not losing money there. You're going to be able to apply that to a really, really exciting trip. So they do a lot of adventure travel. and But you can go luxury with them, or you can go very basic with them. They have a lot of options. So, yeah, and they're... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say that, yeah, they, they specialize in adventure travel. And like you said, it's it can be, you know all the way from camping to luxury, but it is all about adventure and getting out there, um, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Now what about, um, is this the kind of thing where it's two people to a room? Can a single person go? How is that working? Yeah, it is two people to a room. A single person can go, uh, although they're going to pay, you know, more because it's kind of like considered they're taking two spots. So um, to get the best value, it's better to go with a friend. Um, but yep. if, if you have the means, then yeah, absolutely. You can get your own cabin. Okay. And what are the dates on that again? The dates are May 19th mm-hmm. of next year, 2018 mm-hmm. through the 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing that we've uh, added on as an option, okay. which is really cool. I'm definitely going to do it. You can add it to the beginning of your trip, which is what I'm going to do. But if that, if those dates don't work to you, you can add it to the end of your trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, a three-day extension to Machu Picchu oh. because this is an Amazon River adventure, which doesn't go through Machu Picchu. Yeah. But when you think of Peru, you really kind of think of like Machu Picchu. So um, you can add on a three-day extension with that. What What is that going to run somebody? Are you Are you wanting to say on the air? Yeah, yeah. So and it's it's uh, very reasonable. It's just seven ninety nine okay. extra a person those Great. three days. Get to see Machu Picchu and it's transportation, everything's all included, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay, great. And uh, when is final payment due on the river cruise? Final payment is due in January. Okay, wonderful. All right, um, let's talk about what you have done since we've last spoken. Have you taken any big trips? Are you just hunkering down and working a ton? What's going on in your life? So, I have some big trips coming up, but um, since my last big one was Japan. And so mm-hmm. what I've kind of been doing 
is um, just kind of exploring more of where I live in the Bay Area in California mm -hmm. and taking little little small trips. And uh, largely that was because I um, had a day job and they don't like you taking too much vacation. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to stretch this out and, yes. you know, let me see some things and revisit some things I haven't seen before. And I, I have a local group here that's called I Explore. It's like a meetup group. Oh, neat. And we do little local adventures and, and explore like, you know, sort of hidden gems of the Bay Area. So Yeah, what'd you find? So actually the one really cool one um, that just opened up is Mount Amanam. Okay. And that um, is like maybe a half hour from my house. I can see it from my house. Okay. Um, but it used to be an old military installation. It had some like radar activity or something. <laughs> and a My father-in-law probably worked there while he was in Oh, really? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, what it was is during the Cold War, they would oh, maybe um, <laughs> monitor for, like, you know, the Russians coming, you know, the Soviet Union. If if they were sending bombs or fighters, there's this big radar tower on the top um, and, you know, just kind of searching for that. And so at the end of the Cold War, they just kind of closed it down. But through some recent funding, um, they've been able to open up and set up some trails and re really c connect the entire open preserve there because there's lots of other trails and things around it, but that was always closed off. So now mm -hmm. it's kind of all together. You can pass through and go through various different trails and kind of learn about the history of it. Um, and they've torn down some old um, sort of satellite or whatever it is, radar mm -hmm. installations up there, but they still have that big block. So um, that's one that, that we're looking to go check out soon. Um, it's been, it's gotten a lot of interest, so it's really busy. So we're probably going to have to go like six in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can now. Yeah. It's open now. It just opened two weeks ago. But yeah. I mean, you can now because, Hey, your time right. is oh. yeah flexible. Exactly. <laughs> I'm flexible now and I can go on some bigger vacations. So actually one that I'm doing, it's like probably the longest trip I've ever gone on and that's in November. Mm -hmm. So I'm going. November 2nd to November 19th, I'm going to China. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'm going to, part of it's going to be a river cruise. So I'm excited about that. So I, I'll get my, you know, my next uh, phase of river cruise in um, on the Yangtze River. And then a lot of it is going to be land. We're going to this uh, area called Guangzhou mm -hmm. in China. Mm -hmm. And specifically the city that we're going to be focusing on is Guayang. Mm -hmm. And basically the the tourism board and the association for travel professionals has invited me to go and join this conference and explore the area. Cause it's considered like the new hidden gem of China. It's not very popular, mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be very beautiful. And so it's interesting because a lot of people are asking me, why are you going there? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'm going to so, find out. Yeah. yeah. When I travel, I don't like to look at pictures and stuff. I may look at a couple, but I don't want to, I want to see it with my eyes first. So yeah. I don't know it's there. I don't know much about it. Um, and I'm not leading a group. If I was leading a group, then I'd have to do more research. But I'm like, you know what? It's taken care of. Everything's organized. I got my hotels, everything. So I'm just going to show up and see what they present to me. What's what's this region all about? I think I like to do the same thing. Like I, I lived in Kenya for a little while. My university opened another university in Kenya. So I, I lived there for like five months when I was in college. And everyone said, why aren't you, aren't you researching? Aren't you reading? You know, or, or don't you want to know what to expect? And I said, well, I, I want to expect to be 
surprise to allow it to be however it is. I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to, you know, hype it up or I just want it to, to allow it to be the experience that is waiting for me, whatever that is. And I think that that's the right way for me and it sounds like for you to approach that. So, um, I'm interested to hear how you find it. I have not been to Asia. Uh, but I'll be interested to hear what the hidden gem is and how populated it is and, and what the tourism board wants to show you. Well, Matt, is there anything else that we haven't included that you want to talk about or that we've missed? Yeah. So I guess the only, you know, final thing I, I'd want to say is, you know, I'm super excited about going full time, um, helping people pursue their passion for travel, whether it's, you know, people who, need help with the travel plans or if it's people that want to get into the industry. And if that's, you know, someone listening to this is interested, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. Yeah, that's a good offer. So I will put your, your information of course, in the show notes, and I will put that also under your guest uh, profile that you are someone who is a resource for them for that. So Matt, we've been um, ending the shows with kind of an experimental subject as to uh, you can ask me an unprompted question, anything, doesn't have to be travel related, and I will do my best to attempt to answer it. So Matt, if you have a question, go ahead and ask. Yeah, I do have a question. So I know that's pretty well traveled, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering because for me, kind of getting back to the China trip, that's some place, that's the first place I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been there <laughs> yet. And, yep. you know, I'm finally getting to go there. So I'm wondering for you, is there any place that you've ever wanted to go that's been on your list for a while, but you still haven't gone yet? And what is that place? Yeah. So this is kind of within the last 18 months, but I really would like to go to Poland and people kind of think that that's crazy because, you know, it's still kind of, you know, this Cold War type situation. But it's really actually developing their place in the political arena within the EU. It's it's a very interesting position they hold there. And um, my husband and I, we really like World War II history. And if you ever do any research on Warsaw or any of those places and the Warsaw Uprising and and, and the way that this country has a national identity, um, which you may or may not agree with all of it, but they know who they are. And they were just, I mean, the Nazis were coming in and they like launched attacks from the sewers. It was just amazing. And then, then the Russians came in and said, you're not going to be Catholic anymore. And they said, well, you, you know, to be Polish is to be Catholic, which I'm not Catholic, but I just really appreciate that they had this, you know, we know who we are as a nation and, they have a really strong sense of what it is to be Polish and also to be able to identify this horrible evil and say, we're not going to take that. And anyway, we just really like the history of Poland and in my ineloquent way, I have expressed some of that, but we have, we just want to see it. We want to see the salt mines. There's a chapel and a salt mine there. I'm going to probably be talking Judy, uh, yours into taking a trip there now, if she ever hears this, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we just, we have a real interest in Polish culture and just, I don't know, the Polish people in general. Um, and, and, uh, we really like pierogies. So there you go. <laughs> so thanks. I think for, you'll love it. Oh, have I, you I've gone? Been to Poland, oh yeah. And I've been to that chapel. Yeah. In the salt mines. 
Yeah, and he's just Amazing. so interesting. I mean, you know, we're not Catholic, but just their identity and because I, I anyway, I feel like we're losing some of that. I really like the idea of being able to travel between countries freely, but I also really like the different cultures. So anyway, there you go. Yeah. Poland's on the bucket well, list. Well, I have a, I have a little tip for you on Poland. All right, good. A little unexpected maybe tip. So you, I know you, you don't live in the U.S. anymore, and no. I don't know how you feel about pizza, we but pizza. Poland, Poland got their pizza from the U.S. So it's, it's American style <laughs> pizza there. So if you, if you're missing American style pizza, um, they've got the best American style pizza in, in Europe. That's really funny. What do you mean about, like, are we talking like New York hand tossed made by Italians or are we talking like Chicago or are we talking like Domino's? It's more like, it's, I'd say it's more like New York style pizza. Okay. So it's not like the deep dish Chicago, but more like, but like a thick kind of crust. It's yeah. not that, you know, you go to Italy and they've got great pizza too. It's very different. It's not, it's not, yes. you know, it's different than American. So, you know, you go to Poland and it's like cheesy. Yeah. And I think they, if I remember correctly, they actually have like pepperoni <laughs> and yes. stuff, in, which when, in Europe, I'm like, where's the, there's no pepperoni pizza here. <laughs> but in Poland, they have it. And it's, when I lived there, I missed it. And it was like, oh, finally, I get to have American style pizza again. Yeah. Yeah. That we, so British food is a little different. Well, United Kingdom food is a little different, but we did have a pepperoni pizza the other day, but then there was kind of all this other stuff on there and there was very, very sparsely sauced, if you will. And right. it was just like, my husband's like, this is, I mean, it's like almost right, but you know, we're not complaining. <laughs> we're eating pizza in Oxford. Things are okay. You know? So <laughs> right. yeah. Well, Matt, thank you for your time. Thanks for playing along with the pop-up question. And, um, until next time, this is Megan Chapa with the Travel Agent Interview saying good night.